We've got a big update on Darian Kendrick, who will be the Rams starting running back on Sunday and the Rams path to victory over the Steelers. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? And welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your three and three Los Angeles Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to Locked On Rams YouTube channel. Do us a big favor, join the party, trying to get 10,000 subscribers. So hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know what are your predictions for this week's matchup with the Steelers. Give us some score predictions, give us some keys to the game. Let us know. My name is Doug McCann. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over decades. Sports Illustrated, 24-7 Sports, Dodgers Nation. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we've got the Rams path to victory versus the Steelers. We've got an update on some injuries on Darian Kendrick. We're talking about some predictions, some bold predictions for this one. But first, just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepigs.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $1. Now, Travis, before we get into this game, I do want to point out that Sean McVay did address the media and he talked about whether or not he was going to miss a game because of the birth of his child. And he said, I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. I just want to say, Travis, I would not miss an episode of Locked on Ram if it was for the birth of one of my children. <laughs> well, good. Then your your children have been properly uh, coached up the way that Coach McVay's has. And uh, the, the funny thing is, while he's joking, I think, I think there's also probably a part of him that thinks he, he might be able to control such an event. So uh, he's a football coach to be sure i it'll be i i we were kind of joking on my radio show like what if all of a sudden you just see him in the middle of the second quarter just take his headset off and start walking towards the tunnel like what what happens at that point i'm sure raheem morris is ready to step in but do you leave in the middle of the game i, I bet he probably would his son knows better he already said right okay yeah, right, he gets right. he knows the deal but uh let's dive into this matchup because look this is a game that really it's gonna change the course of the season you go over 500 you got two tough road games coming up. This is such a pivotal game for this Rams team, building off the momentum of that Cardinals game, a Steelers team that's really desperate to win. You've seen some of the stats they projected could be 54% Steelers fans. So I encourage hey, by the way, 54%. I'll take it right now. Cause it's going to be way higher than that. I can tell, I can tell you for sure. 54 is way too low. I've seen the Steelers come through LA before and they don't come through quietly. There are going to be a million Steeler fans at this game. Steelers fans are everywhere. I got to give them a lot yep. of credit, but uh, the latest on Darian Kendrick, who was arrested on Monday morning after the Rams win over the Cardinals and faces felony charges for carrying a concealed weapon. He was not with the team earlier this week, but Raheem Morris said on Thursday that Kendrick is back in the building and will 
practice. And we'll wait to see what Sean McVay has to say today, whether or not he'll play this Sunday. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he didn't play at this point. I think if he was not going to play, we'd know that he's not going to play. I think that, you know, and the, the the charges were reduced from felonies to misdemeanors, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But usually if they're going to decide not to play a guy, we know he's not going to play by this point in the week. Now, there's always the possibility that that's the direction they go, but I, I, I think he's going to play. Now, what happens moving forward, how this thing is adjudicated when he has his court dates, all of these other things, but uh, having watched this league for a long time, having seen what this is, this will probably be taken care of, however it's taken care of in the offseason, and I'd be very, very surprised if he misses time unless something else happens between now and then. Absolutely. I think the fact that Raheem Morris said that he, quote, is glad to have him back, yeah. that kind of tells you the feeling towards him. You heard McVay early in the week talk about how he spoke with his mom and how she's been supportive and big during this situation. So it does feel like they do want to get him back. I will say that Morris did express a lot of confidence during that press conference in Duke Shelley, in Trey Tomlinson, who are going to be those next men up at the cornerback position. So even if it is for a week, you need some guys to step up. And even if Darian Kendrick plays, you wonder where his head's at with the stress right. of this week and not being a full participant throughout the week. But yeah, I think that it does kind of speak to the strength of this locker room, the strength of this culture and how they feel about him as a teammate to not to have his back through all this. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think so too. And, and I think you bring up a good point that, you know, we talked about this on Monday or I guess it was Tuesday after the news had broken that by the time that we knew that uh, Kendrick had been arrested this is not a problem that the Rams typically have to deal with, right? That the guys that they bring into their organization are not guys that typically have situations like this. And maybe this is not a big deal. Maybe it is a big deal. You know, time will tell when it comes to something like that. But I, I, I think that the Rams are going to try to make this work. And if it doesn't work, they will move on from it very, very quickly. They don't have a lot of stuff like this linger in that organization. So uh, the fact that they they have his back right now, I think is a good sign that he's going to be here. Absolutely. And that's going to be a key. You need the cornerbacks to step up, but first big key to the Rams path to victory is will they still commit to the run? Even with Kyron Williams out, even with Ronnie rivers out, because if you look at, this Steelers defense, that's where they're vulnerable. That's where you can exploit. I mean, they're 4.8 in yards per carry. That's 29. Their defense is 19 that run DVOA. And if Kyron Williams was healthy, there's no doubt about it. They'd be pounding the rock. We saw eight consecutive runs in last week's game. That was the most in the Sean McVay era. My big question is, does McVay still commit to it? Does he still have confidence on some of these guys, even if they get off to a slow start? Because you know that the little devil on his shoulder is going to be saying, hey, pass the football. He's going to be rubbing his hands saying, oh, let's just pass this baby like 50 times. So will they still commit to the run? I think that's part of the identity of this team. I think it's a above average run blocking unit. You saw Havenstein last week wanting to run. You saw Dodson and Avila has been one of the best rookies yep. in the league. I still need them to commit to the run, even with their starter out. I, I, I hope Sean McVay, listen to you, Doug. I really do. I, I just don't think he's going to. I, I, I've seen this movie before where, okay, you got to run the ball. Running the ball is the, the the skeleton key that kind of opens up everything else. And they go out and they chuck it 50 times. I, I, I think that if Kyron Williams were here, like you mentioned, I, I do think that they are pretty committed to it because they have faith in him and he's proven that he can carry that kind of load. I expect them to try to run the ball at the beginning of the game, 
But if they're unsuccessful, I think that they'll go in a different direction and it'll go pretty quickly. I think that they just don't have the firepower right now to to do what they did when Williams was healthy, that whether it's Evans or whether it's Henderson or whether it's Gaskin or whoever ends up, Care Freeman perhaps as well, whoever ends up getting the opportunities, if it's not there, they're going to go into who's the best blocker mode and they're going to try to throw it because I, I know I'm a broken record. The, the the issue with this is not who's going to run the ball. It's who's going to make sure that Matthew Stafford stays safest. That's the number one priority when you're dealing with that position this week. You know, moving forward and when Kyron Williams is available, whether they got to put him on IR. I know Sean McVay mentioned that as well. Uh, that That's a different issue. You know, what you have next week against Dallas is probably a similar issue because you got Micah Parsons that you got to deal with. But for at least for this week and probably next week, who's the best blocker? is probably your number one priority, not who's the best runner. And that's why I think they're going to throw it more than anything else. I agree with you, but I just hope to see some semblance of a run game. That's how you slow down and neutralize this ferocious pass rush. You got TJ Watt licking his chops. He's going to do damage. It's about limiting that damage. And I agree with you, though, that... Royce Freeman's going to be a big factor here because he's a really good pass blocking running back. 80.3 pass blocking grade for PFF. He's someone that has had success there. I think you're going to see him in short yardage situations. Royce Freeman has shown the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, whereas Zach Evans, that's kind of been the knock on him. And really the reality is, look, it's the mystery box with Zach Evans. We don't know what we're going to get. He's a rookie. He was really low on the depth chart. They were probably using him as a little red shirt year, sort of. You're not expecting him to get this many reps. And even when he did get his opportunities at 3.3 yards per carry and 23 attempts of the preseason, had four carries for 10 yards against the Cardinals. But you saw some loaded boxes. It was the second half of the game. But if you look at his running style, he's built for this gap scheme type of running where you can hug your blockers. He's Guy who's physical, he's aggressive, he can bounce off tacklers. So I'm excited for him. I have a bold prediction for him. I'm gonna drop later because I think Zach Evans could be the next in this dream draft class all of a sudden for the Rams, right? Well, th- this is how you find players, right? You find it because uh, an opportunity presents itself that you didn't expect, and the guy's ready for it. This is not, I mean, it's not a perfect comp, but it's close enough. It's a little Puka Nakua going on right here where. Cooper Cup's not available, so Van Jefferson isn't up for it. Well, what are we going to do? All right, I'll throw it to say, okay, he's open. All right, we'll throw it to him again. Next thing you know, you got a pretty good player. Maybe this could be something like that where, you know, this is not the guy that you anticipated really leaning on, but maybe the circumstances dictate that you have to at least try it. And if he's ready for it and he can step up and seize that opportunity, you know, you know coaches love? Guys that make plays. Guys that make plays over and over and over again. If he can make a couple of plays early, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to him. I wouldn't be surprised if he earns a little bit of that trust that we're talking about. But the opposite is also true. Miss a block, put the ball on the ground, miss a hole, be a little impatient. You know, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's not ready for this. On to the next guy or bleep it. We're just going to start throwing the ball. So the opportunity will be there. It's whether or not he's ready for it when it comes. Absolutely. We don't know if he's going to make rookie mistakes, how he's going to handle this. You could see Hendo in there. He's good at pass protection. He's someone who will probably be elevated to the active on game day. So it's very interesting to see what they do in the running game. And it could ultimately determine if they do win this game. But we've got some big keys that will ultimately determine the Rams fate on Sunday. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. 
All right, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on in the world, right? Like you've seen what's going on. There's a fire in Hawaii. There's hurricanes. There's tornadoes. There's, of course, earthquakes out here. There's supply chain issues that can pop up at any time. This is where the Jace case can give you that peace of mind, knowing that you have personalized emergency medication right there in your home, that you don't have to worry about somebody else providing for you when stuff goes down, right? The Jace case is a personalized emergency medical kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can customize your case and add additional life-saving medication based on your custom unique needs. Right now, Jace Medical offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family needs. It's easy. You go right online. You answer a few questions in a couple of cases. You got to hop on the phone with somebody, but it is incredibly easy. And a couple of days later, the medication is right at your door. I just got mine a few weeks ago, and I can't tell you how good it feels knowing that I have that in the event of an emergency. You should get yours as well. Go to jacemedical.com and enter the code LOCKED ON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D, at jacemedical.com. And of course, can't go into the weekend without talking about FanDuel, right? Snap into the NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one. Sportsbook. And right now, new customers get a $200 bonus bet guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's all sorts of betting options, including spreads, player plops, over-unders, and more. Right now, the Rams, a three-point favorite at home, air quotes. Of course, the Rams always have a little bit of a home field question mark on there, but if you like that number one way or the other, get yourself to FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. And we are off and running here on this Football Friday on Locked On Rams. And a special shout-out to our everyday listeners. We appreciate you rocking with us every episode, watching, listening. And you can be an everyday listener, too. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're going to continue to break down these keys to victories, this path to victory. And the next one is Get Matt Canada Trending. Get Matt Canada trending on X because he is public enemy number one yeah, yeah, in Pittsburgh. I mean, scoring is down the NFL. We got the cover to shell. You got Matt Canada. I think he's a culprit of it. And he's someone that really has not been innovative as far as a play call. They're averaging 15.8 points per game. You see, they're not using the middle of the field. They're not running the ball. Well, let's keep it that way on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of Steeler fans in my life that are ready to absolutely jump off a bridge every time that the, the Steelers <laughs> play on the offensive side, to be sure. But here's the thing. Here, here's how they're winning games. It, Matt Canada can be bad. They can go out there and average the points that they've been averaging, like you just mentioned. But they hit one or two big plays a game. Right. They're not going to go on these long sustained drives the way that some of the like this is not a 49er team or a San Francisco team that's going to or I should say Philadelphia team. that's going to kind of grind you up and move the ball down the field that Kenny Pickett 
is going to find pickings for one or two plays during the day. Maybe it's a busted play. It's usually in a kind of freelance mode. It's usually not drawn up. It's usually something that happens because something else didn't happen. I think this is important that the Rams respect their own rules, follow their assignments. Don't try to get too creative. Don't try to create too many big plays defensively. Just play it pretty straight up. Let Kenny Pickett be Kenny Pickett, which I think is not great. And let Matt Canada be the the, the 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 focal point of all the IRS Steeler fans because if you just avoid the, the the weirdness that can happen in a football game sometimes, I think that benefits the Rams here. If this is a traditional, hey, you and I aren't saying I can't believe we saw that. That favors the Rams. That's a great point, though. They live off those explosive plays. George Pickens, you saw in that 41-yard go-ahead touchdown. You have to find a way to limit those. But, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if you hear some chants. We want some chants from those terrible towels and those Steeler Nation, the Black Gold. Forget those Matt Canada chants, those fire. They had a fire Matt Canada chant at, like, a Penguins game. Okay, let's have that at SoFi Stadium. I mean, look, look at what Canada has given us. I mean, hockey, Drake, syrup, Jim Carrey, but apparently not a great offensive coordinator. So let's keep it that way. Now, the next one, Travis, is turnovers. We know this Rams team, they can have their turnovers come in bunches with Matthew Stafford, right? And that is another thing the Steelers team lives off of. 11 total takeaways are plus five on the year. The Rams minus one in the turnover margin this year. That's 26 out of 32 teams. So you got to protect the football because that's a way that this Steelers team can continue to gain momentum off a big win last year. The crowd its going to be like a bowl game in college, right? So you definitely have to avoid that because that is what really changes the momentum in games. I'm a little disappointed in you that you didn't mention Bob and Doug McKenzie when you were listening, <laughs> listing the things that Canada has given us because the McKenzie brothers are right near the top of the list, but that's a, that's a topic for a different pod on a different day. I, I, I think it's as simple as this D Mac. If the Steelers defense doesn't score, I think the Rams win. I, I, I think if, if they can keep the Steeler defense scoreless, they're going to win that game because this is not a team, the Steelers I'm talking about, that's going to go and put up three or four touchdowns because they have 75-yard drives. If you don't give them short fields or you don't let the defense score, you can win this game. This is one of these games I'm happy to punt the ball to the other end of the field and make them drive at 80 yards. This is one of those games that if you're stalling inside you know, the, the, the 25 and beyond, we could kick a few field goals in this game. This is not going to be a first one to 30. This is if you're in the mid-20s, I think they're in a pretty good spot. And I don't think the Steelers can get to the mid-20s if the defense doesn't score. Take care of the ball, play conservatively, and make sure that you keep Matthew Stafford upright and protected, and you win this game. Don't let T.J. Watt knock it out. Don't throw an interception. Don't make a special teams miscue like we saw last week against Arizona. Play clean football, and I think they win this game. And that's the next biggest key, Travis, is the black and gold can't leave Matthew Stafford black and blue. And you look right. at that ferocious pass rush, a 38.2 pressure rate, that's ninth, a 34% blitz rate, that's ninth. They average three sacks per game. Stafford was sacked three times against the Cardinals, a 40.9 pressure rate for the Rams this year. That's the sixth highest. And with a running game that's in question, I think the big key for this one is you got to get the ball out quick. I don't want to see a game where Matthew Stafford is relying on explosive plays because he's going to have a lot of time to have this play develop and allow guys to get downfield. And that's why key match I'm looking at 
right tackle Rob Havenstein versus OLB TJ Watt. And we know Watt, he exclusively rushes from the left side of the defense. So Havenstein, he's going to have to keep him as quiet as possible because he's going to do his damage. It's just about limiting that damage. And I think that we see... We see McVeigh's not a guy that likes to chip, but in this situation, you're going to have, have to chip. To. You're going to have to give him some help to keep him upright. Yeah, you're going to have to. Look, if you're going to say, pick the guy that you want to deal with Watt over and over and over again, I think Rob Havenstein would be my first pick. I, I think that's who I want to match up there. TJ Watt's one of the best players in the league. He's going to get his too. You're not going to lock him up and like he's not out there. We're not going to be halfway through the fourth quarter and say, hey, we haven't heard TJ Watt's name all day. You're going to hear his name. He's going to make some plays. So I, I agree with you, D-Mac. Let's chip him. Let's make sure, again, this just comes back to what we're talking about with those running backs. I don't care if this guy has you know a, a half yard more per carry than that guy. I care who's a better pass pro guy. Let's make sure that he's in there and let's make sure that he's on the correct side of the formation. Let's use a two tight end set. If, 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 if uh, Rob Havenstein needs a little help, let's put a tight end over there too. This is where you need to be a little bit willing to break your own rules, your own preferences to protect against a guy that is the difference maker on this team. If TJ Watt is relatively quiet, Rams win this game. If TJ Watt is like, God, he's back there again. Oh my gosh, he hit him again. Then that's when it gets weird. That's when the ball can come out. That's when the decision-making gets a little more dicey. So I, I, I agree with you. I think this is everything. If you can have Watt be just good as opposed to great, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, and Rams fans know what it's like to have a defensive player that can absolutely ruin a game absolutely. plan. They can absolutely disrupt a game. And he's relentless. He can power through double teams, just bending under tackles, really everything you could want in a defensive player. Alex Highsmith is another guy that can disrupt this game as well. So that's going to be key, protecting Matthew Stafford, allowing to operate, allowing these receivers to have big games. But coming up next here on Locked on Rams, we have more keys and predictions for Sunday. You're not going to miss that. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Prize picks, DMAC, right? Prize picks is the place you go to have a great time, a greater time on Sunday when you're watching football. It's the most fun that I've had in a very long time, and you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Here's what you do you just select two or more players, and then you pick more or less on their projected stats. That's it. That's how long it takes. If it takes you less than a minute or more than a minute, I should say, you're doing it wrong, right? You test your football skills every single weekend and you can make a little bit of money along the way. You can turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just a few taps, right? So you look at some of the numbers. Do you like more or less? And you just only have to pick two. You can pick as many as six and start winning your money, right? This is how you do it. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. And how about this? With the prize picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured, right? Have Think about that. Nobody else is offering you that. You get an injured player insurance right there. So, Pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use that code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. And you're going to want to eat, right? And is there any look? I don't know if you're watching this on YouTube, you can probably tell. If you're just listening to this, I'm a nacho man. I love to have some nachos in the house, but maybe you forgot some of the stuff. 
DoorDash can help you with that. You can order your chips, your dips, everything that you could possibly need to make your own nachos on DoorDash. And you don't have to miss a play. You don't have to go anywhere. You can get it all delivered with DoorDash. Get up to 50% off, up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-23, the number 23, LOCKED23. That's 50% up off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use that code LOCK23. You don't have to go anywhere. DoorDash is going to bring it right to your front door and you get to eat some nachos. Go do it. Put that DoorDash app on your phone. Promo code LOCKED23. Yeah, Travis, I'm a big nachos guy too, man. I just want to point it? that out. I love me some it? nachos, man. Nachos are just tacos that don't have their life together, right? But uh, <laughs> love me some nachos, man. It's like I'll, I'll go to I'll go to a restaurant. Like people will think I'm weird because like that's all I'll order. You know what it's I mean? It's a great like, order. Thing. Yeah. Well, and, and it's got to be got to layer properly too. Like chips, stuff, more chips, more stuff, and then the like the sour cream and the 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 guacamole and the hot, but you can't just have chips and then the stuff you need to layer. It's like building a bridge. Yeah, no. And what I'll do is once I get that, the, the top off, I'll order like guacamole on the side. It's just so I can get that base layer underneath to make sure I have enough stuff. So yeah, I'm a big nacho guy, but here, let's <laughs> get into this final segment, Travis. And another big key to this game is Rams receivers. Rams receivers are going to have to have a big day. I think you look yeah, at the Steelers team. So they've allowed big receiving performances four of their five games so far. You got Cooper Cup. You got Puka Nakua. Cooper Cup has been top four in essentially every single receiving category since he's returned. He's still elite. He's still one of the best in the game. And a 93 rating against wide receivers this year is the Steelers secondary. And you look at that matchup that you're going to see with Sullivan and Sullivan and Micah Fitzpatrick. They're their primary slot defenders. Sullivan is the Steelers' second lowest grade defender this season. He's only been targeted eight times. Would be allowed six catch for 67 yards. By the way, old friend Patrick Peterson has been barbecued yeah. chicken this year. You know, yep. five touchdowns. So looking for a big game for these Rams receivers. Yeah, you know, you know what I'd like to see is something that, and we've compared this this trio of receivers where you've got Atwell, Puka, and Cup together to probably the best three group, the best three group receiver that the Rams have had previously, which was Cup, Woods, and Cooks. Right? What made that so interesting wasn't just that Cup was great and that Woods was, you know, the next guy down, and then maybe Brandon Cooks was the next guy after that. They all kind of had the same numbers week after week that they'd all have six or seven catches. The guy with the most would have maybe nine or 10. The guy with the fewest would have six or seven. And there's somebody else in between them. I'd love to see those three guys be able to put together a week like that, where maybe Cooper Cup has nine, but Puka Nakua has eight. And, and instead of Tutu Atwell having the one that he had last week, maybe he's got five. Maybe he's got five catches for 80 some odd yards along the way that you're able to integrate these guys into your offense more fully. Maybe Tyler Higby has an opportunity. here. I know I say that each and every week, but I agree with you. They're not going to run the ball as much as I'd like to see them try. I don't think that that's going to happen. You know that they're going to key, key on cup. You know that Puka's probably the next guy after that, but see if you can spread that out a little bit. Last week against the Cardinals and they won the game. That's all that matters. It was a lot of it was a lot of cup and not a lot of anybody else in that receiving core because they ran the ball as much as they did. Let's see if we can spread that out a little bit and get that three-headed monster rolling again. 
Absolutely. I think this is going to be a big week. I think there's a lot of opportunities there. I feel like we should mention Aaron Donald because this is his childhood team. I thought it very interesting yesterday that he said he's still a fan of the Steelers. So good luck to Isaac Samalo. Samalo is their <laughs> best pass blocking. Bass, he has their best pass blocking grade 76.4. You're going to see doubles against him. He'll disrupt the game. I think a quick one too. Ernest Jones versus Jalen Warren. Ernest mm-hmm. Jones has done a fantastic job all season long. The Rams have already allowed 111 yards receiving by running backs this year. He's their second leading receiver. Now they're going to get Deontay Johnson back, but he's their second leading receiver with 21 catches on 166 yards. Tells you how bad they've been in Pittsburgh. But I think from a matchup perspective, everything points to the Rams getting a win. I see maybe this is a trap game. I see people saying that. I don't think they this is a trap game. Be. It better I not think, be. I don't think it can be a trap game for this team, right? I I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that this team is talented enough or that they, they're rolling enough to be like, okay, we've got this figured out, right? They haven't been over 500 since they were 1-0 and to start the season. This yeah, is good point. That, that, it's not like, okay, like I get it. The Cowboys could kind of get the Buffalo Bills. Like you have a couple of good weeks. You're like, oh, we got that. Uh, okay, trap game. This arguably, DMAC, is the most important game on their schedule. Because this is a game that they probably should win. It's at home. I understand that Steeler fans are going to be there, but you don't have to travel. You don't have to do any of that other stuff. And looking at what's left to get to nine wins probably includes the Steelers. Not getting to nine wins probably means you didn't beat the Steelers. This is the one because you're going to beat the Giants. You're going to beat the Washington Commanders probably. The New Orleans Saints, both of those games in Los Angeles. Those are opportunities there. But you got Cleveland, which is a toss-up. You got Seattle, which is a toss-up. You got San Francisco, Green Bay, Dallas. All of these are like, I don't know. To get to nine, this one has to be in the W column because without it, now something weird has to happen. It's a huge game on Sunday. It's such a big game. You cannot be overemphasizing. It's a great point as far as the importance of it, especially because you go on the road, you're missing your running back. You're going to have that yep. bye week. As far as the momentum goes, you could see a slide if you don't win on Sunday. I look at this team. The number I'm looking at is four. I want to see four solid quarters of football for the first time all season. Travis also want to see Matthew Stafford not get sacked four times. Keep that under four. I think this offense is going to score points. You look at this Pittsburgh uh, offense. They've been pathetic 30th worst in the red zone. They haven't been good on third down. Their offensive line has been in shambles. Their run game has been bad. But like you always say, this is the NFL. The margins are very thin. Any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. But I'm going Rams 24-17. Going to be a lot of sad, terrible towels. I don't even care if they sell the terrible towels, the concessions at SoFi on Sunday. Rams are getting the dub on Sunday. I, I think they're going to, too, but I think, I, and I like your number of four. I'm going to throw a different number out there, 20. If the Steelers score more than 20, the Rams are in trouble. If they don't, the Rams are going to win the game. I, I think if they can keep them under 20 points, they're in really good shape because I don't think they can get to more than 20 without a defensive score. If that defensive score comes in, now the over on the 20, I think, comes into play. I think the Rams know that. I think they're going to be prepared. I think they're going to be pretty darn conservative, all things being equal, because they don't have to push the ball down the field. You're not in a in a track meet where you're going to have to score 30 points to win this game. I think they know that. I think it's relatively low scored. If the Rams hold the Steelers under 20, they win the game. Remember, hashtag fire Matt Canada. If that's trending, <laughs> we're in a good we're in a good spot. I will say sure. Tomlin after a bye, 12 and four after a bye. It's really impressive. He always has his team great. ready to go. 
Yeah. But uh, I think the Rams are getting the dub. Hashtag Fire Mad Canada. And we'll see you guys on Monday to break it all down. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And as always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, on X at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.